I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, DFW. Sean and RJ here on 105.3 The Fan. Sean is out today. Little sick, little sniffles, little congestion, sinus. Not even sniffles. Not, not, not even sniffles, just, look, I, I, I think that uh, at first he just thought it was his normal big head, and then he realized, no, this is pressure expanding on my head. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it was. It, um, you know, it is it, it is Valentine's Day. Maybe he just took it off on purpose. He laid you out on a day date. I knew, I knew pretty quick, because I think I said it during the first break to him yesterday, wasn't it? Like, we got in the break, and I was like, are you getting sick? Because you could just hear it, and, like, you could hear it in his voice that he was... He was starting to feel it. So feel better soon, Sean. I'm ge- he's generally, I feel like he's generally a one day and back guy, typically with Sim- his, seemingly, his illnesses. Seemingly. Yep. Seemingly. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's get you caught up on uh, on the Dallas Cowboys offseason with John Mishota, uh from the Athletic Cowboys Insider here. Joining us on 105 through the fan. Morning, John. Morning, boys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Um, how close was this team to actually losing out on Mike Zimmer? I don't think it was really that close. It's To me... The Rex Ryan stuff seems more like it was leveraged to be used to make sure that they got Mike Zimmer at whatever contract they wanted him at, which I'll be interested to find out what that is. But um, I don't think that there was ever anybody that they seriously considered over him. Um, And when you saw the names that started to surface of who they were interviewing, I don't know, for me personally, the more I saw, the more I thought Mike Zimmer was, was the best one out of that group, at least would be the best fit for what this team has right now. Is that a, a problem at all, do you think, John? Like you just mentioned there that you said you, you don't think they ever really considered anybody above Zimmer. But like, is that is that an issue that they seem to, in a lot of these interview settings when jobs come open, that the Cowboys seem to default to like, hey, we got something in mind and we're going to go through the interview process, kind of confirm our initial thought and and go forward rather than doing sort of these exhaustive searches? It could be. Um, I think for me, it was more so the there was an. I mean, they interviewed the obvious ones outside of I would say Mike Vrabel, and with Zimmer, I just think that it was it, the fit makes the most sense. Whereas you, what you just said really fits even better with their last defensive coordinator search. I mean, it was basically going to be Dan Quinn, and I think that that got really good results. And so, I do think you should cast a wide net if. If uh, let's say you're in a different head coaching situation, maybe, you know, like the Dan Quinn one was where you're earlier in uh, Mike McCarthy's tenure as head coach. But with this being his final year, there's a lot of changes that could happen in the offseason. I think you have to be really focused in on, on one name or two because you, 
I don't think it's going to be a job for everyone. Frankly, I don't think that this was a good job for any first-time defensive coordinator um, just because it's it, there's going to be a lot of pressure on that on that side. That's an area that came up short in the playoffs pretty big time. Uh, and there are a lot of pieces there. The expectations are going to be high, and that's, again, why I thought Zimmer would be a great fit for it. Mike Zimmer, uh, introductory press conference is at 2 o'clock today. Yes, it is. I'm you, told. Know where, you know where you can hear that? Uh, 105 through the fan. Right here on 105 through the fan. Uh, John, I, I, I'm i curious for something. You know, every year, the last couple of years, the, the Cowboys have come out strong in combine. Like, they get to Indy. It usually starts at Senior Bowl. But they get to Indy, and they usually have a, a big talking point, something that they're really driving home. Last year, it was obviously – you know, hey, we want to run the ball more, limit turnovers. We're doing these offensive changes. The year before that, it sounded like there was a lot about, like, physicality and toughness and, hey, we, we can't get bullied the same way, and that those became the thrust of what they wanted to do. When we get to Indy here in a couple weeks, what do you think is going to be their their big talking point of the offseason and saying, like, this is what we need to do? Do you think we've gotten any breadcrumbs yet as to what that focus is going to be for them this offseason? I don't, but when you said talking point, the first thing I thought of was Jerry at the Senior Bowl saying on multiple occasions how they are hanging around the rim. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. where, where did this one come from? Because, one, it, it's not anything I've ever heard. I mean, I don't really – man, 13 years of being around Jerry Jones, I can't think of him talking about basketball very much, let alone to constantly go back to that point uh, in Mobile. So I thought that was interesting, and it made me wonder. I'm like, is this going to be something that they're saying a lot uh, this offseason? That, you know, they're so close that, you know, they just got to keep – everything together and just add some pieces and they can get over the top. They're all in. Yeah. But, and then the all in thing started coming out there too. And so I think that's probably more likely that they'll, they'll stick with that more, but you can say all in all you want. They, you know, the actions will speak louder than words there. And, and let's be honest, it's pretty fascinating. To look, these last four years, just speaking about the NFC uh, before the playoffs even started, we could have went around the room and asked everybody, all right, which team do you think will get to the Super Bowl? And if you just pick the team that was clearly the most all-in throughout the season, not even up for debate, those are the last four teams that have made the Super Bowl in the NFC. It was Tampa Bay the year with Brady. Then you had the year with uh, the Rams with Stafford. Last year with, with the Eagles and this year with the Niners. It's like it's been very clear the team that has made the Super Bowl from the NFC the last four years who was all-in. And so you can say it, put it on T-shirts, put it on billboards outside the star. But we'll know when we see it. You know, we saw a little bit of it last year with some of the trades they made in March, but there has to be more than that. Because, so, like, all in, so, so I think a lot of people means, like, free agents. But, I, you know, the Cowboys, I, I, it's it's completely possible that they're all in just means re-signing Lamb and Micah Deck, and that's all in to them. Uh, absolutely. No, there's, there's no question that to them, and, and when Jerry says it, First, when it comes to Jerry, you can never take it as like it's this, you know, just this one-way highway. This is just where everything's going. There's always some exit ramps where he'll take the conversation somewhere else. So to your point, that second part of what you just said could totally be that. And I'm just sitting around here looking at 28 years since they've they've been to an NFC Championship game or been to a Super Bowl, and I'm thinking that's not going to be selling anything to fans, you know. And and that makes me wonder if – are we going to get to training camp, and is the big thing going to be like, well, there wasn't a lot in, in free agency done. We didn't really like what was being offered out there. We didn't have a lot of the trade offers that we liked like we got last year in Cooks and Gilmore. So the big change is going to be that Mike Zimmer is now calling the defense. Well, I mean, that's a good – that's a that's a start. That's definitely a change. He'll do things differently than Dan Quinn. But that's not, a, that's not nearly enough when you're saying all in. No, and – 
when you enter, because obviously that was something that wasn't even up to them. Like if Dan Quinn doesn't get a job, they're they're keeping things the same way. So it's a little bit of a convenient fallback. But when you get to this Mike Zimmer press conference today and, and get an opportunity to sit down there, what is the top question for you? What do you think is the thing that that you're most interested to hear Zimmer speak on today? Is it going to be, you know, scheme stuff? Is it going to be specifically his thoughts on Mike Parsons? What do you think is the biggest question that you want to hear uh, Mike Zimmer answer today during the press conference? Yeah, it's, it's funny you ask that because when I, when they sent out that email, because I was kind of, I didn't know for sure if they'd do a press conference or to be one of those, like, right. you know, when they've done some hirings in the past where they just send you out some quotes and, and that's just all you're going to get. It's the off season, whatever. So when they sent that out, I immediately went into like my notes section in my phone and was like, all right, what are going to be the top things that you want to know, whatever. And the number one thing was, how are you going to use Micah Parsons? And when I say that, it's not just the, you know, how you move him around during the game, but I'm wondering is there going to be possibly less plays for him earlier in the season because of what we've seen these these three years of Micah being one of the best defenders in the league? It's tailed off towards the end of the season. How do you how do you get it so that he's playing at his best or at least close to it, you know, in January? Because in a way, there's so many different pieces of this team, uh, evident by how many All Pro and Pro Bowlers they have that are that are good players. But I really feel when if you got to break it down to one thing. A lot of people say, well, they'll go as Dak goes. I kind of think they go as Micah goes. And so if he can maximize Micah to be the best Micah that we've seen, if, if, if Micah's best season in the NFL is his fourth season after what he's done, the Cowboys would be fine. So to me, that's the number one thing. Is Micah, I, I, I want to think of the right way to ask this. I think there's a, a sense from fans lately that, okay, Micah, why are you talking to Jordan Love? Why, why are you, you know, praising opponents on your podcast why are you you know talking about well we didn't have enough good players is there any sense do you think that this is at a a, a, any sort of a teetering point for Micah Parsons in terms of his future and and this marriage between him and the Cowboys or do you think that hey that's a little overblown ultimately the likeliest scenario here is that he's here for the next decade that's the likeliest scenario but I believe anytime you're you're a Dallas Cowboys team and I say them because it has been so long since they've been to the NFC Championship game, and you perform like you did against that Packers team in the wild card round at home, I believe that everything should be questioned. That mm-hmm. there shouldn't be anything you just sit back and go, oh, well, no, 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 we're going to do that. We always do that. No, 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 no. There, there's, some, there's some issues here that need to be resolved that will have to be done inside the building, and I don't have the answers for that, obviously, or I would have a, a higher paying job than I do, but they have to, they have to figure that out. And that, and that's the, that's the key thing. So for all of it, that deserves to be questioned, but I will say this about the Micah podcast thing. Cause I know that's a hot topic with like a lot of fans and stuff and I get it, man, I'm 42. And so I'm getting into that part of my life where I don't understand it maybe as much as maybe the younger generation does, but there's also a part of me that sees how much money Tony Romo makes, how much money Troy Aikman makes, how much money Pat McAfee makes. And there's a part of you that you're like, if Micah starts that podcast when his career's over, not many people will really care. But you start it now, you don't know that he's not the next Pat McAfee and that he, mm. he has a way more successful career off the football field financially than he does on it. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but where we are in this day and age, social media, the Internet, you just don't know that. So it's hard for me to sit there and say, you need to stop doing that. I understand that that's probably not great for team stuff and as it's going on in the season, but it's, it's, it's a tough it's a tough thing to, to discuss because I can see both sides of it. John Machado join us here, 105 through the fan. Is this a need draft or a best player available for them? Going off of the Dallas Cowboys track record of drafting since I've covered the, the team, 
I don't think they should ever have a need draft for the rest of the <laughs> yeah. franchise. However many, if the Cowboys are around for a thousand more years, two thousand, they should never do a need draft ever again. I've never seen good results from one of them, and I mean it goes well beyond my time covering the team. But I just when they when they take what they think is the best player available at that time, it has been. I'm not saying it hits every time, but it hits way more than when they draft for need. And I just keep going back to being a guy from Detroit. I follow the Lions a lot. Just thinking if, if they would have taken Sam Laporta in, in, in that, with that first-round pick. Obviously, tight end was a need for them. They did it in the second round. How maybe this season's different, I don't know. It's only one player, but I know they like Sam Laporta, and it just it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, but was that their biggest need at the time? No, it wasn't. But when they seem to draft best player available, the guy they like the most, things go well. So, And that's another thing. It's really easy for us to know. We know when those drafts are going on, what they're doing within the first couple of picks. Oh, no, they're drafting the Phil needs. No, they're drafting best player available. So yeah, to me, it's got to be best player available. Do you do you think they they still buy into the future on Mozzie Smith, or do you think there's a little sense of regret? Yeah, that's a good question because I I could see there being there. I don't understand how you couldn't have at least a little bit of regret. Now there can also be behind the scenes where they're like, yeah, he we just didn't use him right, or he didn't, you know, the that whole first year for some guys, it's not. You know, every player doesn't make, you know, step in like Micah did. And, and it is tough in the NFL, and especially interior defensive linemen. It, a lot of times guys don't hit right away. And so because of that, I don't know that you should completely, you know, slam the door on it. But and, – and, and believe me, when I say this, this has nothing to do with the University of Michigan. I hate when people make it about, like, a, where the player's from. But there are just some parts of it where you just are kind of like, yeah, this seems like Taco. And while the Taco Charlton – you know, his years of the Cowboys started going on and on. You just kind of got the feeling like, well, this is never going to hit. I don't know if that's the case with Mozzie, but where it's at right now, there's no question that they can – I mean, they, there's no way they can sit there and say, oh, no, no, we got what we thought we would from him, taking him, you know, in the first round. Hey, John, we appreciate it, man. We will talk to you again before the start of free agency, I'm sure, draft, all that stuff. Thank you, guys. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Hey, hey, John, real quick. Can can you, during the press conference today, if I don't get an opportunity to, can you ask Mike Zimmer what it was like to play around nine, or to coach around nine, God? Yeah, I knew where this was going. I was just wondering <laughs> what, what, I wonder which path you were getting to. This. Yes, I will definitely. That will be number one on my list. I just bumped the mic to question. Uh, perfect. Thanks, Johnny. Love you. <laughs> man, you're going to bring that up every time with him. Every time. Every- I, 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 I've destroyed his Twitter mentions more than once over the last seven, eight years doing that. Is he just a huge? No, no, no. It's just like he remember. gets he yeah. gets the ridiculous. He still to this day will get ridiculous questions in his mentions about Romo, and it's people ask like, "What if nine? They don't even call him Romo. They just what call him nine. nine. What if nine? Yeah, nine. God. And so I always I try to bring that up on it, like like as a bit, and people in, inevitably latch onto it and really want him to respond to it. So it just floods his mentions, and he hates it's it. It's pretty good when you can just be called by your number. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, and then we can. Tag God onto the end of it. I mean, even better. Even better. I even do. Better. What if you could go by Chop God? You do go by Lord Choppy. I do, but uh, yes, I am Lord Choppy. Yes. Well, I forget about that. I forget that I am a landowner in Scotland. I, I saw there was an ad last night on a video where you could buy a plot of land and be named a lord, and I thought of you when watching it's it. 75 bucks, man. Yeah. It's $75. You get a little certificate, and you're a lord. I'd pay $75 to be better than people. I mean, I don't know how official the Lord rankings are when you when you rank them one by one. Is a sir is better than a Lord? You're my number one. I, You're my number yeah, one. Right. Thank you, man. You too. All right, it <laughs> uh, uh, is Sean and RJ on 105 Defense. Sean's out, but we're still doing it. Meet Church Wednesdays with Matt Pittman on this Hump Day edition. Hump day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey! I'm Sean and RJ on 105 through the family. Good morning, boys and girls. It is Sean and RJ on 105 through the fans. Sean is out, but we still... Do his what his favorite segment of the week with Matt Pittman of Meat Church, brought to you by our Tolo friends at Mister Electric, who have the power to make things better. Is it his favorite of the week? I feel like he always comes away with it with a new insecurity of just how little he knows about you know his his way around the grill. <laughs> whenever yeah. whenever Matt's here and shows him like how little he actually knows. That's true. That's that's true. Morning, Matt. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are y'all? Good. How did the uh, Super Bowl spread come out for you? You know, it was actually pretty chill for me, believe it or not. Uh, we'd been going crazy hard and just got back in town like the day before. So I went classic wings. I did like three different types of wings. Uh, I made some dips and uh, I we kept it chill. We actually didn't have a party. We chose not to attend a party. We just had uh, our son and his wife over and just took it easy for the first time, which was actually kind of nice, to be honest with you. Didn't have the pressure like I have with every other cook. I could just like cook for the family and it wasn't any big deal now matt we we've got valentine's day here we're, we're getting ready peyton has has already quit he's he's going to a steakhouse tonight he's given up uh, rj choppy and myself we're trying to figure out dinner and we're trying yeah. to figure out what we're going to do here to impress the ladies give us your your best valentine's day do's and don'ts for yeah. for the grill and for, and for really impressing the ladies with our, our our spread right does she more like more of a rub or a bone in We went there right off the bat. <laughs> Man, Sean, Sean yesterday pulled behind the curtain. Sean was really annoyed that he had put us all on a group text because it was very quick into this that we got into innuendo that he couldn't escape <laughs> because I have an Android, so he can't leave the, the group chat. <laughs> I know. I, I thought the same thing when you sent that text. But, hey, he's not in today, so it's our turn to, to dogpile yeah, on him. That's right. In the text. Like, you know he's home preparing this big elaborate lentil soup for this evening. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, Got vegan. full vegan, man. <laughs> uh, you know, so I always say the classic for me is a surf and turf because it's easy. You can cook a steak. You can get a nice lobster tail, and they're super easy to prepare. Uh, whether you're cooking outside or cooking inside, you know, you can buy a tail. 
you can snip the shell open. You can easily pull the meat out of it and kind of put it on top of the tail. I season it with our voodoo um, and you just got to cook it hot. So if you're outside uh, on a grill or in a pellet oven hot or pellet grill hot or even inside, you know, I'm going like 400-ish degrees. You don't want to cook lobster low uh, or it'll get real rubbery. And it's like impossible to screw up. And then you just douse it in a bunch of butter and it's going to taste awesome. Um, you know, pair steak with that and you're good to go. But if you want to get like real sensitive, you know, a lot of ladies don't love like a big meal. So, you know, sometimes I'll ask Mrs. Meat Church, like, hey, what do you want? You know, do you want like some sort of lighter fare or whatever? But usually I'm going surf and turf uh, with a good wine and, uh, you know, you can all cook a steak better than a steakhouse, hopefully, or follow my methods and you'll get there. And, and you're a winner with that. Then you don't have to worry about not making a reservation and spending all that extra money. You are the perfect person to ask about this because I I get routinely criticized by these guys, especially when we're on the road, um, for my complete aversion to anything that comes out of the water. Uh, so, so as somebody who's trying to grow yeah. up, <laughs> as somebody who's trying to grow up, Matt, and, and expand my tastes a little bit, what would you recommend, since you say surf and turf there, I, I do love steak, I love grilled chicken, I love all that. What What is the the best beginner entry point to seafood for my palate? Well, okay, so let's, let's talk fish. Uh, I love salmon, and I think salmon is usually cooked wrong, and so that's why it turns people off. And so a big key, I've said forever, if you get a nice, good piece of salmon— and you cook it to most people, you know, follow USDA guidelines, which is cook it to 145, which is overcooked. In my opinion, you start seeing the little white pockets, white, the yeah. fat come out of it. It's overcooked. And it reminds you of something your mom made when you were a kid, like it's dry. If you cook salmon to say 125, where it'll rise to about 130, that's medium rare, just like a steak. It's a whole different experience. And I will glaze mine with like, either just butter or a mixture of butter and like a good grade A maple syrup or teriyaki. And it blows people away. I never meet anyone that doesn't like it, even people that don't like salmon. So I think that's a good entry point. Um, obviously you can go with like a light, delicate white fish that, uh, you know, is just delicate and uh, kind of cook it the same way. Those are usually good entries for me. The salmon I think is the key because it's, it's just crazy easy. And there you go. I mean, I eat all things out of the water now. Oysters, mm. lobster, shrimp, whatever. But you got to start some. What what meat church rub on the on that salmon? So salmon, I like honey hog. Uh, I love honey hog on there. Our Texas sugar is good. Uh, voodoo is very popular on seafood in general. So shrimp, lobster, you could put it on salmon. Those are all those are all good choices. Yeah, we use voodoo over the weekend. Now we we did put we put it on a couple of things. Is it? Is it recommended on a steak or is that not? No, I don't. Well, so it's Cajun inspired. So it's mm -hmm. got some sweetness in it, which I don't usually, uh, it's okay to put some sweet on beef, but I don't normally. Um, it's also got a little bit of heat. It's not spicy, but think of a Cajun rub. It's not officially a Cajun rub, but that's kind of where it comes from. So it, it really needs, in my opinion, it needs more pepper. If you're going to use voodoo on beef, I would add pepper to mm -hmm. it. Yeah, because we have salmon like Four days a week, maybe. So I think I think using that on salmon would be. Good I, I I I know picky people who eat salmon, so so I do feel like that's a, a comfortable it's way good. for me to work in. Now I'm looking on the truckrack.com fan text, Matt, and we got a question here from the two one four. He says, "Please ask Matt for those of us that are blind and hesitate to play with fire. Is it possible to do a brisket in the oven?" Ooh. Yeah. So you know, smokers are just ovens. They're they're smoky ovens. So you know. 
you can anything you can do in a smoker, you can do in an oven. You're obviously just going to be lacking the smoke. So you actually can get, you know, obviously you get uh, completely even temperature control. So that's nice, but it won't have smoke flavor. And I'm not a believer in adding liquid smoke to things, but that's yeah. what people do to try to overcome it. Um, so yeah, you certainly could do it. It's not going to have the same flavor profile because of uh, the lack of smoke, basically. Sean had mentioned that he made uh, bacon-wrapped jalapenos for yes. uh, for his Super Bowl spread. But yeah. He, but he could not get the bacon <laughs> to connect, to stay on the jalapeno. And I guess he didn't use toothpicks or something. Um, is, there, is there a way without the toothpicks he could have had that make that work? Yeah. Um, he should have been here today. Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, I saw he was going to make Texas Twinkies. I'm a huge fan of. Um, it's actually, I think, the second most viewed video on our YouTube channel. Really? They were, they come from, they were invented by um, our friends at Hutchins Barbecue. So they're awesome. So it's, you know, it's a whole jalapeno slit open. Um, I actually, I'll get to your bacon question. I actually will bake or cook the jalapeno for about 20 minutes to kind of soften it up to make it more like kind of pliable. Mm -hmm. And then you, you fill it full of cream cheese and brisket and you wrap it in bacon. Um, you don't, so the way to get it to stick, you don't want to use bacon that's too thick for a couple reasons. One is sticking and two, you want to, you know, you want the bacon to be able to finish and not be rubbery. I take the bacon and I kind of stretch it out so that when I wrap it, it really sticks to itself. Um, you can toothpick if you want, but usually I find you don't need to, if you use like regular cut bacon and if you stretch it and wrap it, but there's nothing wrong with putting a toothpick through it. You just pull it out at the end. Matt, uh, I, I got to know, we, we haven't had an opportunity to talk with you about this. I, I, I know there's a grieving period, and I like to step away and give people time for that. Just your thoughts on on losing Nick Saban and then just getting crushed, get, getting trust in the, <laughs> crushed in the transfer portal. Um, you know, it, it was a rough run for you, I know. Uh, you, you went and got the uh, the national title losing head coach, um, which, you know, that, that'll help you get used to things with Texas entering uh, the SEC, of course. Uh, just in general, I wanted to give you a platform to work they through any. They literally beat Texas, work, though, to get there. Work, work, just calm down. Work through any of those emotions that you, you, you have there, Matt. Yeah, I I think I told you last time I was grieving. This was tougher on me than my parents' divorce. You know, it, it, it's a big deal, right? I mean, it's it's huge. It, it you do you do have a good coach. Kalen DeBoer is a good coach. I, I like him yeah. a lot, actually. It took me back to when Bear Bryant died. You know, you're like, how do you follow that? Um, basically, so you know, there. I don't think there's anybody they could have hired that would have been like, oh yeah, that's the best. He is a great coach. Um, I did. I do hate the state of college football with everyone just being able to leave. Take Alabama out of it. Like it's it's horrible as a fan to like watch half your team leave. And so to watch all those guys leave was horrible. I'm glad the board did come back and had a great class. So that was, that was positive. And he, you know, people aren't really talking about this. He put together like an all-star coaching staff. I know the OC did just bail and go to the NFL, but you know, positives there. Um, you know, Texas was sad that they weren't talked about anymore and they were mad when AM went to SEC, whether they want to admit it or not. So here they had to come along. I wasn't super stoked <laughs> that Texas and OU were, we're coming in. It is going to be kind of a crazy conference, but uh, you know, it'll be fine. It'll work itself yep. out. It's still Alabama, so I did go through a grieving period for sure. Look, here's here's the thing. What we need to have happen, Chop, is is no. whenever Bama and Texas play each other next. It's this need, year, right? Yeah, They'll play this year. Yeah, right? We 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 need uh, we'll, we'll need to get Matt, the morning show, the Mister Electric guys. We'll all need to go out there so I can be obnoxious in person. And, and that way that I can, right. I can I can own it face to face, Matt. Uh, I, I'm excited for the next several years of this rivalry and being able to talk smack about it. It's going to be fun.
Well, it'll only be a rivalry if Texas can stay relevant. Uh, it has to. You, you mean know, if, we, if, if we can continue fun. our winning streak that we We're, started last year? Yeah, you finally won one, so I'm, <laughs> I'm happy that Texas finally got back in the conversation of relevance. But it'll be good. We'll hang out for sure. Is that uh, is that game in Austin this year? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, Austin, it was yeah. in Alabama. It was yeah, in we got, Alabama. We got to we take can it, drive. Man. Yeah, we can. If it was in Bam, we had to take Air Meat Church down there. Well, I mean, Let's do it. We're working on a private jet. Yeah, look at that. A PJ. We call yes, those. Uh, we call those PJs in the biz. Yes, sir. Hey, Matt. We appreciate it, man. <laughs> Thank y'all. Good to talk with you guys. Appreciate it, Matt, Matt Pittman. Meat Church, sponsored by Mister Electric, who has the power to make things better. <sighs> I, I want to get that road trip going. Come on, man. So we, 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 we got we, two going. On. We, we, so OU's first SEC game is my birthday weekend in Norman. Against Tennessee. We're going. Carter and I already have a plan going. We're going to car ride? I want to go. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, Sarah's obviously going. We, and I, we're, I, will we're cheer, I will cheer for the Vols. Yes, you better. Yeah, because F-O-U. Yeah. You know? Screw O-U, man. That's right, baby. <laughs> you got to do that. What is coming up in below the belt? Hassan Reddick made waves when he requested a trade. Or did he? Did the media lie again? Oh, no. That's next in Below the Belt. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The great Bobby Belt. You ruined the morning show. Don't make me take off my belt. Don't make me no, take no, off my belt. We're not. Can you take me higher? Peyton Russell. Boy, they are everywhere this year. They, they are. are everywhere. They are. And you know what? They're going to be at Dickey's Arena in November, and Peyton Russell will have tickets for you next hour in the 9 o'clock hour. So sit Whoa. by the radio so you can Look hear the world champion theme song writing. I don't know how to, like, Tie them Great into job. the world championship, but you know, whatever. I mean, yeah, they 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 were the official theme song. They were they were the first domino, I think, that pushed over to the title. 
Oh, there's they no have doubt been about everywhere it. now. There is no doubt about it. They're in commercials. Jared Sandler's getting royalties now. <laughs> like, it, it got him his TV gig, I think, and it, essentially. Uh, but Peyton Russell will have a giveaway for you next hour. Creed tickets. Some Three Doors Down there, too. Kryptonite, classic song. Uh, before we dive into the stories, I do need to remind you, Below the Belt is brought to you by Johnson Fitness and Wellness Home Fitness Equipment Stores. She was a sponsorship. So, Hassan Reddick. We talked about this last week, Chop, that Hassan Reddick had requested a trade and how it was uh, it was pretty glorious. That it was like, okay, cool, here we go. This is, they're falling apart just like, uh, even more so than the Cowboys. You got your, your top pass rusher here, Hassan Reddick. He wants out. He wants a new deal. That's what had been reported by, I think Schefter had it. A couple other people reported it. Not so, says Hassan Reddick. Hassan mm. Reddick says he hasn't requested anything. Jordan Schultz reported this yesterday. He said, comment, uh, just talked to Hassan Reddick. He says he never requested a trade. Hassan Reddick then quoted that, said, never asked for a trade. However, I do understand it's a business preparing for whatever is next. My question to you, Chop, is, is this little, is he using technical language to just not sound like a malcontent? Because he said, never asked for a trade. Understand it's a business ready for whatever's next. It sounds like he's just saying like, well, if that's the case, if y'all feel that way, then you can trade me. Or why don't you trade me? But I didn't request it. It, it, it still feels like a messy situation there for Hassan Reddick. And I'm, I'd be glad to get him out of the NFC East. It's absolutely a messy situation. I mean, look, you, and now, now also, if this is from afar, right? If this is in our, in our home, like if the same thing happened with, uh, you know, like uh, CeeDee Lamb, we'd be like, ah, you know, they'll, they'll overcome it, right? Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll, they'll overcome it. But, you know, we don't want them to overcome it. So we want to make it seem like it's worse. But, yeah, I, I think it's a messy situation for sure. I don't care who they play for uh, or who they are, who their locker room leader is. I think it's a messy situation. Cowboys are hiring their defense. They've hired their defensive coordinator. Mike Zimmer is returning to the team after after 18 years away, spending time as the Bengals defensive coordinator and then the Minnesota Vikings head coach. He is finalized. He is done. He will be introduced today at 2 o'clock in a press conference that you can hear right here on 105 through the fan. Uh Marcus Spears spoke with ESPN. Obviously, he's employed by ESPN, but he spoke to Todd Archer at ESPN for an article uh, writing about Mike Zimmer. He said he's a great man. He's a phenomenal football coach, tough but fair, and he cares about his guys. It was great to play for Zim, even when he cursed me out. Uh, Bill Parcells did not know Mike Zimmer, uh, but ended up taking a real liking to him. He said he's a coach's son, and I always liked that because Mm -hmm. they they lived it at the dinner table when they were young. Belichick was the same way. That's the kind of guys that were, but I got to like Mike and we've become good friends. So Bill Parcells, he gets the Bill Parcells endorsement, the Marcus Spears endorsement. We've already heard glowing things from Darren Woodson and Deion Sanders. The consistent theme there, RJ Choppy, though, is what? Mike Zimmer. Those are people from a past era. Yeah. And the question remains, is he built for this era? Because the guy that you do have here who is from sort of the common era or the more current era is Marcus or not Marcus Spears is Sharif Floyd. And Sharif Floyd looked like he was ready to get out of here when the Mike Zimmer hire was made. Sharif Floyd. And yeah. There was some, line people, coach people makes said some lot, of the fan text that he said some things. Apparently there were some comments made uh, at some point. So a lateral move he makes to Washington, which means the Cowboys who had blocked interviews for Al Harris yeah. over there, uh, you know, Lunda Wells, they went ahead and said, yeah, okay, Sharif Floyd, you, you can go over there, take your interview, do whatever you got to do, which sounds like some bad blood. So the question will be, is his style, is his approach too harsh, too caustic, too aggressive? Caustic? For, yeah, too, for the modern era. Peyton? Thoughts? No idea. Never heard of it. Me neither. Caustic. It's, uh, it means like uh, 
I mean, for lack of a better term, like hateful. Oh. <laughs> but this is actually funny. Bill Parcells, you would have been, uh, you covered Bill Parcells' press conference daily, I did. Right? Um, okay. Almost every day. Caustic came up with Parcells in a press conference one day years ago. Somebody had asked him, is your approach too cautious? And he heard, is your approach too caustic? And he went, that's a terrible word. No, no. Who, who would say, what is that question? And then, like, he got like really worked up and they were confused. Like, what are you, what are you upset about? And he's like, caustic. It's not caustic. And they went, and we said cautious. He goes, oh, cautious. I'm sorry. I apologize. And he like immediately called that. that. So that was like his first year here, first yeah. couple weeks of the season, talking about his caustic approach. But the question remains for Zimmer, and we have to ask that. And you guys can weigh in on the truck truckhack.com fan text, 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. I don't think the concern that I think is the easy cliche one, just because you see he's a 67-year-old coach, you see he's been in the league for 30 years, is to go, oh, he's too old school. I don't think his scheme is old school at all. He does a lot to disguise. He comes at it with sim pressures, which are very popular in the NFL these days. His his blitz schemes are very modern. I don't think that that's an accurate thing. I think the bigger question about him being too old school is just his personality and his approach with players. That's what you have to wonder. But I think we all agree at this point, these guys need the guy that's going to kick him in the ass a little bit. I don't I don't have a problem with a little little bit little butt kicking. Not at all. Um, I I don't know if his style, how his style is going to work. Uh, off, you know, like from a coaching style, like it's I, a real I, concern though that we'll yeah, have to watch his, this year. His scheme, you know, fine, it'll be okay. I don't have a problem with the scheme. Um, yeah, it's it's the question is going to be, you know, like these are different players. Every year they're different players, and it seems like over the last, you know, two years, three years, it's it's been magnified even more. Yes, how different the players are, and that's about the time Zim left. Um, ever since COVID, it's been a completely different sports world. Society's changed too. Um, and just look at look at the average age of these teams. These teams are young. Mm-hmm. They are young. Oh, you we, we just talked about the Chiefs. The Chiefs being the, the two youngest defenses to win the Super Bowl. It, was it in history or something like the last 30 years? And, and, they did, and they did it back-to-back years. And they've done it, yeah, the last two years, their defense has been the youngest one to yeah. win the Super Bowl. And that's, you know, being able to handle that with an old-school coach like Steve Spagnola is probably part of what, makes the difference yeah so i i do think that aspect of it is a major player now we do have i know we got some audio for this too here so peyton have cut six ready chop you sent a story last night jason kelsey and and some of the discussion that's going around it about just the insanity that has surrounded the taylor swift yeah. presence around the kelsey family uh what, what do we got here from jason so he was on uh the big pod with Shaq and adam lefko by the way, Adam Lefko. Did you see Shaq taking shots at Kanye West yesterday, by the way? Did not. Kanye had said something. I don't know. I guess they've had some sort of dispute, and he posted something, and Shaq jumped in his comments, and he goes, I know you saw me at Super Bowl. You coward. Yeah, and you weren't running your mouth when you were across from me. So we got some growing Shaq and, wow. and Kanye beef. Oh, and Swiss Beats, Alicia Keys' husband, weighed in and said, we don't mess with negativity around here on this Usher thing. They're friends. They're great artists. I'm not worried about it. So the Usher-Alicia Keys romance is put to bed. That is but BDE right there. It is. Swiz, man. It is. I, I appreciate that. He couldn't that. go five days, or she couldn't. No. Uh, <laughs> Jason couldn't. Kelsey. He could not. Jason Kelsey uh, was on uh, the big pod with Shaq and Adam Lefko, and he they were talking about – cut this part out because Adam said – did you know what fame was? And before he even finished the sentence, Jason goes, no. And he was getting to the fame that hits differently when Taylor Swift is involved. It's crazy uh, what it opens up opportunity-wise. It's crazy to feel how much joy you bring people. 
or they, how much you affect, um, you know, people's daily lives. It's also incredibly, it has its drawbacks for sure. I mean, you know, yeah, way yeah. more than I do. Um, and Travis knows way more than I, I mean, he had to move, he had to completely move out of his house, right? What, what people were like Operati, coming by? Yeah, people just staying by his house. Yeah. I mean, safety reasons. Wow. And, and the first day he moved into the new house. They knew where he was already. A gated community. Somebody knocks on the back door, a window of the house. I mean, that's, that sucks. That That's awful. Like, you can't even sit in your own house while people sitting outside it. Or you, someone knocks on your window? And that is why, that is why I never pick up the dog poop in the backyard. That's why. Because people got brand new turf. Turf concepts online. Help me out with the new turf. Got a lock in the gate, but in case they break the lock, if they break the first barrier defense, their shoes, dog poop. And it's, you can't miss. I tell him, I instruct him to go right by that gate door. And he listens. And he does not listen because usually he goes in the house. But when he does go outside, it is right in front of that gate door. And I water it every day just to make sure it's still wet. I don't want it to be dried up so when you step on it that uh, nothing happens. No, no. When you step on it, you're going to know. You're going to know. You're going to think twice before you break in my house. There is a growing argument, RJ Choppy, after the Super Bowl. And we, we touched on it a little bit, but there's Mike Florio wrote an, art, wrote an article about it. Mike or uh, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, they got questions about it in their post-game press conferences or, or their end-of-season press conferences. The idea that Kyle Shanahan can't win the big one. He is incapable of it. This is now three in a row that he's lost. One as a coordinator. Two as a head coach and games where he had significant leads in all uh, three of them. Yeah, he's been outscored forty to nothing. He has in the fourth quarter. Now he's been beat by some would argue the two best the ever. two greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, at worst, two of the top five probably. Uh, you could maybe say two of the top four or three yeah, at worst, s- somewhere yeah. in that in, in that discussion. So uh, yesterday, Kyle Shanahan pushed back against it. 49ers players pushed back against it. Said. This is BS. This isn't indicative of it. It's bad luck. Whatever else. Chop, do you have a, do you think that's growing to be a fair question? The the stuff we say about Dak Prescott in the playoffs, is that something fair we can now levy against Kyle Shanahan in the Super Bowl? I think it's a dumb thing to say. If you can make a Super Bowl, you can win the Super Bowl. It's legitimately a coin flip at that point for you? To me, yeah. I mean, look, he's been up. All those games, he had a lead. He, he was his team was in a position to win. Um, now, and in all those games, he had a quarterback disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Now, could you argue that Matt? Yeah, yes, in 2016, Matt Ryan was a better player that year than Tom Brady was, but not. He's not a better player overall. That year, he may have been. That, that doesn't mean anything. Patrick Mahomes uh, was not, did not, and will not finish as high as Brock Purdy did in the MVP this year. But I don't mean he isn't better. And then obviously he was better than Jimmy. So, yeah, when you don't have the quarterback advantage and you're in a lead in the fourth quarter, I mean, you can absolutely win that game. I, I, I don't I don't see this as an issue. They said the same thing about, uh, you know, Dan Marino. Dan Marino couldn't win the big one. And Dan didn't win the big one, but it doesn't mean he couldn't. He went to it. They said Peyton Manning couldn't. I mean, he went to it four times. He won it a couple times. Like, like It's just... I don't know. I just think those are just talking points that that people use. He absolutely can win the Super Bowl. He's 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 a really really good coach. Do I think he's a little bit overrated? I I, I held on to that thought for a long time. I don't know that he is. I mean, maybe he I'd is. I take him here. Oh, I would take him here too. Maybe he's a little overrated because they think he's like you know a god. And so from that standpoint, nine god. Um, but I mean, he is 
He's the offensive coordinator of our generation, man. Uh, some of the response to the Mike Zimmer question we were asking a few minutes ago. 682 says we're cooked. Zimmer is old and washed. 817 says it's a boomer hire. Uh, says this team will never move forward until these boomers move on. Uh, 903 says coaches are as good as their players. No more. Last year, Quinn was the flavor of the day. Today, Zimmer is. And then finally from 817, I wish my phone had the ability to slow Bobby's speech down. He sounds like the guy at the end of a pharmaceutical commercial trying to speed read the side effects before the commercial ends. Probably pretty fair. Once more, uh, the Mike Zimmer introductory press conference today, 2 p.m. You will not hear G-Bag Nation 2 p.m. You will hear Mike Zimmer and Mike McCarthy here on 105 Through the Fan. Yeah, you will. That's all happening today. All right. Uh, it is Sean and RJ on the fan. Sean is out. Uh, hopefully back tomorrow a little sick today. How about a little college football kegger? College sports kegger. Woo! Because my this is my favorite time of the year, boys and girls. I know I know everybody after football season gets all depressed. But we got Major League Baseball today, and we've got a little college basketball, which is ramping up as we get closer to March Madness. And there's some college football news that's happened all the time. Did Michigan save college football? Did they? College kegger coming up next to the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.